Another fun morning where I get to join Sherman Whitman and the crew at WPKZ Radio. Give it a listen. There, there we, we go. Yeah, great to have you. Thank you so much for being with us again. Uh, let's Before we go any further, we've been talking about the Rolling Stones a little. Let's ask you, do you have any favorite songs of the Stones that, that stand out in your mind? It's something you hear and you go, yeah, I like this song. Well, when I was, when I was a kid, I had a Rambler. So, Midnight AMC? Rambler. Yeah. So There's a song called Rambler? Uh, Midnight Rambler. Wasn't that a Stone song? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That that might be. Right. Wow, you that's won. Right. Yeah. You won. That's right. We'll have to find that one. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll dig that out, see if we can find it and play that. How about that? All right. Okay, very good. Midnight Rambler. I, I love that. It, it's, it, when you look at the Stones, the fact that they've been a part of our, our lifetime, our memories. I, I mentioned this uh, throughout the morning about my being a kid. Back in the 60s, I know I'm giving away my age, where people look at me and go like, gee, you do sound like Methuselah, you know. <laughs> but, but the fact is they've, they've been a part of American life with the music they had because they were there at the time of the British invasion. You had the Beatles, you had the Stones, you had the Dave Clark Five, you had Hermits, Hermits, Peter and Gordon, like the list goes on, right? Absolutely. It was, uh, you know, I'm, I'm about your age. And, yeah, everything, you know, the British, British invasion and, uh, you know, I remember being a kid sitting in front of the TV watching the Ed Sullivan show and seeing the Beatles for the first time. Mm. Right here on our stage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was, yeah, he was definitely doing it. And when you look at the drummers back then, when you talk about the Beatles, Ringo Starr, uh, the Stones, of course, Charlie Watts, and the way he played the Beatles, he was the constant. And also when you talk about drummers, Dave Clark Five, the fact that Dave Clark was the drummer. And the thing about those bands, it was the drum, the beat of the drums that really carried the tunes. Now, let's go from the talk of the beat of the drums to talk about the car. When you talk about the car, it's like the heartbeat of the car. What would you call the heartbeat of the car that you drive today? Is there any one specific part of the car that you call its heartbeat? Well, the stereo. The stereo. Uh, There's certainly, uh, certainly nothing more important than the engine. I mean, the engine's certainly the 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 heart of the car because without the engine it's not going to work and and even with electric motors in cars and as electric vehicles get popular it's still nothing's going to happen without a properly running engine and just like a band uh for an engine to run properly you need fuel you need spark and you need them all to come come together at the same time to get uh combustion and you know when you know four members of a band play together and they're not in sync with each other the music's going to be terrible and just like the engine in your car if it's out of time or the spark is weak or the timing is uh, the compression is off uh the engine's not going to perform well said I, I i like the way you put that now i should mention i was away last week and one thing i did and i'm so happy i did this uh, I was on the road. I traveled, I'd say, a good seven, eight hundred miles last week on the highways. And before I did that, what I did was I got a whole, I got a brand new set of tires in the car, got the alignment and everything. So once I got the tires on, the tires good for like fifty-five, maybe sixty thousand miles. It was like me on the road. It was like lookout world. Here I come, and I still feel that way now. There's nothing like a new set of tires to make a car feel new, because as tires start to wear, even if they're in pretty good shape they they start to wear a little bit unevenly the road noise comes up a little bit so you hear a little bit more noise and it's amazing sometimes when you put a new set of tires on the car how the car just feels that much better uh and 
quieter and holds the road better and tires are so important because the tire hopefully is the only part of your car that's ever going to touch the road so you want to make sure the tires are in good condition they have good tread and they're properly inflated and now that you have them on your car and the wheels are aligned now what you have to think about is you know periodically looking at them deciding if they need to be rotated or not a lot of people rotate their tires twice a year uh, some people look at them and say, well, if they're wearing evenly, I'll just leave them alone because they're doing perfectly right where they are and they're all nice and smooth. Other times, maybe every couple of years, you rotate the tires, you have them rebalanced, and depending on the roads you drive in, having the wheel alignment checked again to make sure that those tires are going to last that 40, 50, 60,000 miles. So we're talking about the mileage. Do we wait like every three, four, five thousand? Is there like a time frame? Let's generally, say you look at the odometer and say, okay, at this point, I get the, the tires checked. Generally speaking, every 6,000 miles is not a bad idea, but I will let you know that I have, on my own personal car, I've never rotated the tires because they're wearing perfectly evenly. Uh, there's no vibration. Uh, I'm just going to leave them right where they are. Now, as my car gets a few more miles on it and it's getting a little bit close, I'll rotate the tires, but I'm going to do it for another reason. I'm going to take the wheels and tires off to look at the brakes to see how the brakes are doing. And then instead of just putting them back on if I don't need brakes, then I'm going to move them around and put them where they... So I'm going to take the rear ones and put them in the front and take the front ones and maybe crisscross them to the back. So sort of what we refer to as a modified... Uh, X pattern of tire rotation. Something I hadn't thought about, I'm glad you mentioned that, the brakes, because it's one thing to get the whole new set of tires. I think the brakes, in, in addition to tires, are the one thing we take for granted until suddenly we find, like, hey, the car's not stopping the way it should. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a disappointment when your car doesn't start. It's deadly when your car doesn't stop so it is important to make sure your brakes are in good condition and as brakes start to wear they actually generally feel pretty good so as they they're sort of wearing into each all the components of the brake pads wear into the brake rotors and the brake shoes wear into brake drums if you have that type of setup and everything fits together nicely and you get a nice firm feeling brake pedal but as the brakes start to wear sometimes you'll get a vibration when you step on the brake so you're driving out on the highway you go to step on the brake to slow down to take an off ramp and you get a little bit of a vibration that's giving you a little that's giving you an indication that maybe the brake rotors are starting to get a little bit out of round, starting to get a little bit worn. And years back, um, it was not unusual to resurface brake rotors and resurface brake drums. And you could do that maybe two or three times in the course of the life of the car. Now, brake drums and brake rotors, they've come down in price somewhat. But uh, they're not as heavy as they used to be, so it's not unusual that when you have to replace your brake pads, you end up replacing brake rotors. And in, in the back, if you have disc brakes, maybe the same thing goes on. In the back, maybe if you have brake drums, you end up replacing the, the shoes and, and brake drums together because they're just worn to the point where they're not safe to use. And every brake component has a uh, minimum or maximum thickness, depending on how you measure it, uh, where you discard them when the brake rotors get to a certain point. So uh, it is important to look at your brakes. Uh, once your car gets maybe 25,000 miles on it, every six months or a year, have the wheels taken off, look at, inspect the brakes, and again, that's a good time to rotate the tires. I've looked at 
the brakes of my cars in the past, and they seem to be okay. And then, as you mentioned, the vibration. And once or twice, I put my uh, foot on the brake pedal, and I hear like a screeching sound, and that tells me, <laughs> oh, boy, this isn't very good, is it? Well, uh, some brakes actually have a little metal tab, and it will... When you when the brakes are worn down, it will make a constant squealing sound, kind of chalkboard fingernails on a chalkboard. Other times, you step on the brakes and you will hear a squealing sound. And the squealing sound is bad, but it's not as bad as a grinding sound. So sometimes, you you know, if you let the brakes go too far, you'll hear a grinding sound. So you'll hear metal on metal grinding, and at that point. You've, you've exceeded the life of the brakes, and it's time to replace the brakes and probably the rest of the brake components at the same time. And if you hear the squealing sound, the two words you're thinking, That's fix, your warning. Fix me. <laughs> yeah, that's your fix warning me. sign. Fix uh, me, right? Usually what I think is all expensive. Yeah. Oh, yes, indeed. 820 our time. We're talking with the car doctor, John Paul from AAA Northeast. We're talking all things cars. And also if you have a Rolling Stones song, we're talking all things Rolling Stones. On this Wednesday morning on the KZO Morning Commute, we've got another check of the roads and more with the car doctor, John Paul. So stick around. In this. 824 time is the KZO Morning Commute for this Wednesday, 105.3 FM, AM 1280 WPKZ. Sherman Whitman here, Derek Drown here, the chef Sean Flanagan here, and the car doctor, John Paul from AAA Northeast. We're talking cars. Also taking a moment or two to remember the Rolling Stones, remembering Charlie Watts, who we lost yesterday at the age of 80. Back to cars we go. We've been talking about, normally we don't talk about things like tires and things like that. Here's another thing we don't talk about, the exhaust of the car. Uh, cars I've driven over the years, there are times I've had to get the exhaust checked out, sometimes replacing the exhaust system, uh, replacing maybe the muffler or getting the entire system checked out. How often should we take a look at the exist the exhaust system of the car that we're traveling? Well, it used to be years ago, it was not unusual to have to replace a muffler every, um, you know, every two or three years. And if you're old enough to remember the Midas commercials that used to be on TV with the old guy that would come in and, you know, they'd be like, oh, he's back for his free muffler because people had to replace mufflers pretty often. But now the materials they're made out of and the heat of the engine uh keeps things from rusting out quite as much and it's not unusual now to see a muffler last you know 10 or 15 years sometimes before it needs replacement and it's it's sort of interesting when you burn a gallon of gasoline you create almost a gallon of water vapor that comes out of the tailpipe but with catalytic converters on cars today the uh, temperatures get so hot in the exhaust system it really does turn into um, literally steam and it just leaves the exhaust here in new england we get rust because of uh, both the exhaust, both the moisture that comes out of the exhaust, plus all the salt on the road that tends to rust the exhaust from the from the outside in with the exhaust and the inside out with the with the water vapor. So you end up still getting rust, but not as bad as it used to be. Again, it's not unusual to see a 10 or 15 year old car that still has the original muffler on it. Sometimes we're seeing muffler systems last longer than transmissions in cars today, but still it's important to check it. And an easy way to check it is with the engine running, uh, get a uh, Get, a, get an old towel or a rag and just go and clog up the tailpipe. Put your hand on the back of the tailpipe with the rag up against your hand so you don't get burnt and block it off. And if you hear exhaust noises coming out 
any place other than the, the end of the tailpipe, there's probably a leak somewhere. And Or if there's no resistance, when you push that rag against the tailpipe, you don't feel anything, there's probably a leak, and you should get it fixed because there's that silent killer called carbon monoxide, and you don't want to have that leaking into the car. Absolutely. Mm. I remember just I got my car inspected just last month, and going through the inspection process, in past years, you look at the inspection process, it says something like the CO or whatever from the car, there has to be a certain percentage. And it seems like now when it comes to the, the inspection, at least in my car, there's no longer really a factor in, in how my car is going because you, you say these, these things are now built to last, made to last. Yeah, and in the old days, which wasn't that long ago, we used to put a, a, um, an exhaust analyzer in the tailpipe and we would measure carbon monoxide, uh, we would measure carbon dioxide, we'd measure hydrocarbons, and uh, something called oxides and nitrogen. So we were able to measure the four important gases that came out of the tailpipe and would know if, uh, if the carbon uh, monoxide was really low and the hydrocarbons were really high, the engine was running lean. If the carbon monoxide looked okay and the hydrocarbons were really high, there was an engine misfire. But now it's all done with the check engine light. So now what happens is when you come in with your car, they plug in under the dash and they read what's going on with the computer and as long as the check engine light's not on and there's nothing weird going on with the computer your car passes because your computer is smarter than those old three and four gas analyzers that measured what was coming out of the tailpipe i guess rule of thumb is if you see the check engine light on that means something's wrong with the car mm -hmm. and and take that seriously because a lot of people just see the check engine light on and say oh the car's okay i'm just going to keep doing what i'm doing and that's that's the worst thing you can do yeah it, it is and especially if the check engine light is flashing if it comes on well maybe it's just a loose gas cap or something like that but if the check engine light is blinking that's telling you the engine is misfiring and if you continue to drive that way you'll ruin that very expensive catalytic converter that is not a good thing to do for people listening to our conversation have questions want to get answers from you the best way to reach you sir easiest way is to go to aaa.com slash car doctor and there's a spot on the AAA website that says uh ask the expert and i guess i'm the expert and i get back to everybody and again there's no silly questions ask whatever you want and if it's something specific to do with AAA that i don't have anything with i'll still get you an answer so but automotive anything automotive traffic safety related aaa.com slash car doctor happy to answer it and John is very is true when he says there's no silly question because he will tell you on more than one occasion I've come very close to asking silly questions. <laughs> and thank you for your patience with me. When we talk to you next week, we're going to talk about the fact that, my goodness, September will be here, and we're talking about the end of the summer driving season. But we shouldn't look at it as the end of the summer driving season because we're all going to be driving somewhere, right? Absolutely. We're all going to be driving somewhere. And for a lot of people that are vacationing still, the shoulder season, sort of that spring and fall, are some of the some of the nicest times to head up to the mountains or go down to the Cape or go out to the Catskills or go out to the Poconos and just enjoy that little bit of early fall we get where the weather's nice during the day and cool at night and it's just a good time to be out. There are two words that they come to mind whenever I get on the roads. I see the, I've seen these in commercials for maybe uh, gasoline or whatever, those two words, happy motoring. And when I'm on in the car on the road, I, that, that, that's, that's my good time just to be in the car, just going somewhere. Sometimes I don't know where I'm going, but I'm going somewhere. John, thanks so much for joining us. Safe travels to you, and we'll talk to you next week. All right, talk to you next week. Thanks, guys. Thank you so Thank much. You. I know that. Thanks.